This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And yes, we're still coming to you after 26 years from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, Our radio show website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And for all the information about the shows that we have for you, 724 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And the Exxon is also on Talkstar Radio, Mutual Broadcast Radio, across Europe on Radio X and on iHeartRadio. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Nathaniel Altman. He is a Brooklyn-based writer, teacher, and counselor who has authored more than 20 books on spirituality, peace studies, healthy diets, alternative healing, nature, and relationships. His titles have been translated and published in more than 20 foreign languages. Uh, The books include Eating for Life by Quest Books in 1973-1977, Vegetus in 1984, Uh, let me see, The Diva Handbook, The Little Giant Encyclopedia of Meditations and Blessings, Sacred Water, Healing Springs, uh, Palmistry, The uh, Palmistry of the Universal Guide, The Honey Prescription, the New Oxygen Prescription, and the Nonviolent Revolution. We're going to be talking about Sacred Trees tonight, which was uh, first published by the Sierra Club Books in 1995. The latest, third edition, was just published by Gopo Publishing. It is available in both print and ebook. A 1971 graduate of the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Nathaniel served as a faculty member at the Crotona School of Theosophy in how would you say that? Ojai. Ojai. Ojai, California, and has appeared on over 150 radio and television programs throughout the United States, Australia, Latin America, and Europe. His articles have appeared in a variety of publications, including Good Housekeeping, Natural Health, Wellbeing, Free Spirit, New Life, and Vegetarian Times. His website, www.sacredtrees.net. And Nathaniel Altman, welcome to the X Zone. Thank you, Rob. Here's a very simple question. I always like giving my guests a very simple question first. Why are trees so important? <laughs> well, they do a lot for us. We kind of take them for granted because they're, they're around. But the most important thing they do is that they absorb a lot of the chlorofluorocarbons, CFCs, that destroy the ozone layer. So this is like one of the most important things they do. They also transform carbon dioxide into oxygen. So without the trees, we would have a lot of trouble breathing and a lot of trouble surviving. They're also very, very important in eliminating harmful gases from the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. They're involved in, in stabilizing weather patterns. They're also involved in um, 
in providing a shelter. For example, uh, many of our homes are built out of wood. They also shade our homes and businesses, and they even can reduce the use of fans and air conditioners in the summer by as much as 40%. And of course, they've been used as fuel for many, many years, uh, heating homes and cooking. Mm -hmm. Uh, They provide also food and shelter for wildlife, and uh, they give them shade and comfort in the parks and in the forests. Uh, When trees are planted next to rivers, lakes, and streams, they keep the water temperatures low so fish and other marine mammals can survive. They fertilize the land. They prevent soil erosion. They provide windbreaks so crops can thrive. Uh, and in other, in addition, they give us a lot of different kinds of fruit, apples, pears, bananas, oranges, you name it, as well as many kinds of nuts. Also flowers for tea. They provide medicine, uh, different kinds of uh, flowers, and we use bark for medicine as well. And also they're just beautiful. And they are something that really is the combination of things they do for us is truly amazing. I couldn't agree with you more, and we're going to talk more about trees on the other side of this break. Please stand by. Exo Nation, Nathaniel Dan- uh, Nathaniel Altman is our very special guest this hour, www.sacredtrees.net. That's www.sacredtrees.net. And uh, Nathaniel and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I love trees. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? 
Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Soldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. Nathaniel Altman is our special guest, www.sacredtrees.net. You know, Nathaniel, a number of years ago, we did a, um, a telethon to raise money for trees uh, in the Amazon jungle because of all the cutting down of the trees. And, and it was amazing to learn how important not only the trees in the Amazon jungle are, but trees around the world. It's really quite incredible that the trees give us so much. Yes. Yet we don't appreciate trees. We kind of see that they're, they're furniture. They're just hanging around, but they... They're very, very important for our survival, and they, without trees, our lives would really be so diminished. I mean, not only would we wouldn't survive, but our quality of life would be diminished tremendously. Uh, of course, uh, protecting trees in, in the rainforest mm-hmm. is extremely important because of, of all of the, uh, you know, the, the oxygen they provide, but... You know, they did some research that out of 25,000 species of plants that they have identified, only 1% have been tested for medicinal properties. And as they continue to study trees and study plants, uh, they find that they have a lot of medicinal value. They could help cure cancer, yeah. good for heart disease, good for diabetes. So we need to preserve trees. We need to protect trees, uh, not just here, but all over the world, and, and it's, it's one of the most important things we need to focus on as, as, hum, as human beings. It makes me sad at Christmas time when I, I am a very happy person at Christmas time, like the majority of people are. But to see, instead of people buying artificial trees, that they will spend all this money to buy a real tree. Now, I have friends who have bought real trees when they were young, and they've decorated them over the years. You know, real trees, they bring it in, and the trees are growing, sure, but at least they're keeping a real tree. What they do is when a tree gets to a certain height, they plant it in their lawn, and that tree lives forever. But just to see a Christmas tree cut down and then later thrown out, a week, two weeks after Christmas. It, it To me, it's all wrong, and people should start taking this into consideration. That's just my own personal view. Yeah, I, I happen to share your view completely. I, I live in Brooklyn, which is... Yeah. Uh, actually, we have many wonderful trees here, but mm-hmm. the people in my neighborhood, many of them buy Christmas trees, and then at the end of... You know, at the after Christmas, they just ta- yeah. throw them out as garbage, yeah. and... The good thing they do here in New York is they do recycle the wood and they recycle, you know, they use this as uh, as mulch you right. know, to protect other trees. But I remember when I was a kid, we used to buy trees and, and they would be thrown away. And my father, who I 
realized in retrospect was really very wise. He said, you know, we really shouldn't do this anymore. Let's start buying live trees and let's plant them outside. And we had a group of trees on our property that were originally Christmas trees that my father planted. And I think I have to give him credit for being one of the people who inspired my uh, my love for trees and, and, and concern for them. Some people put a monetary value on trees. How was this done? Well, it's really interesting. The California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection once calculated that a single tree that lives for 50 years will contribute services worth about 312,000 American dollars to the community in its lifetime. And they calculated that this includes providing oxygen, which is worth $50,000, they determined, recycling water and regulating humidity, 58500 controlling air pollution, $99,300, producing protein, 4000 shelter for wildlife, 50000 and controlling land erosion and fertilizing the soil, another 50000 They didn't place any value on the tree's role in maintaining rainfall levels or offering shade, beauty, and inspiration that only a mature tree can provide. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they didn't give any estimate on the value of the lumber, nuts, or fruit that a tree provides during its 50-year period. That's really substantial. Uh, the tree is worth at least $300,000 in their lifetime. Because we're very focused on money in our society, so it's kind of good to see that. It is, and, uh, you know, it's nice to see the officials, both in Canada and the United States, taking extra care to protect the trees uh, during uh, drought seasons and uh, during uh, high camping seasons to make sure that the people who are visiting the the forests and the parks and the national parks are doing their very best to to sustain from endangering the trees right. any more Absolutely. than they have. Absolutely. They're very conscious of that. Yeah. And even in some some cities, I know here in New York City, if you cut a tree down without a permit, and it's not easy to get a permit to cut a tree down, they could charge you about $10,000 for, wow. for cutting down a tree. And some cities have very strict rules about this and charge people quite a bit of money. In some places, you could even be sent to jail for what they call arborcide. Wow. Uh, and I think that's important for it people is. to know that trees are living beings, mm-hmm. and they're your neighbors, and they should be protected. Uh, I, I get very upset when I see someone developing property or something like that, and they just cut down a tree because they want a better view or because... Uh, you know, they want to put something else there. I have a lot of trouble with that. And I think people need to realize how valuable the trees are. And of course, money is a way to see their value. But uh, I tend not to look at it that way. Well, I have to give the city of Hamilton here in Ontario kudos because they supply trees to all landowners. And they will come and plant trees. All developments and developers know that they have to have so many trees planted it's a city bylaw and a lot of the cities throughout ontario are like that so hats off to one aspect of government yeah well i think in canada people are a little more forward-looking than in other places and i've been to hamilton and a lot of it's a beautiful city and there are a lot of wonderful trees and certainly areas like niagara and and also toronto are wonderful and I mainly really got involved with uh, appreciating trees at the Montreal Botanical Garden. Oh, that's a beautiful place, yeah. a beautiful place. It certainly is. And once again, Montreal is another example. If you go to Mount Royal Park and throughout the different uh, areas downtown Montreal, there's a lot of trees. I'm originally from Montreal, so Montreal, One of my favorite cities. Mine too. What makes a tree a sacred tree? Well, there are a lot of reasons, and I'll, I'll go through a couple of them. Uh, sometimes a tree is considered sacred for something special that it provides or a service to the community. For example, uh, it might be the roots or the bark or the leaves or the sap are used for food, oil, mm-hmm. or medicine. Uh, for example, in this area, the Lenape or the Delaware Indians who lived in the northeastern United States, southern Canada, 
they believed the white birch was sacred because it gave them bark for use for making canoes, yeah. for building their homes, for making baskets, also as uh, wood for heating and cooking. So that was one of the the main reasons what it provides. Uh, sometimes a tree could be associated with a religious or historic event, such as uh, the Buddha's enlightenment is connected to the Asvata or the Peepal tree. Uh, the palm tree is connected to uh, Christ's entry into Jerusalem. So Christians rever the palm tree palm for Sunday, sure. connection with Christ. So that's one of the things. Those are two of the many things. Uh, sometimes a, a tree may be very, very large or very, very unusual, and people believe it has a sacred uh, they have what are called wish trees, or they have wisdom trees, mm -hmm. or justice trees that are connected to historic events. Uh, here in, in, in my area, there was a, a tree in New Jersey which just died. It was a 600-year-old white oak tree in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, which I mentioned on my website. And uh, George Washington and the Marquis de Lafayette used to picnic under this tree, and they would determine the course of the civil of the revolutionary wow. war so it has a historical meaning and also the fact that it gave comfort to these two uh, <clears throat> uh patriots so it was kind of interesting what i what i just to just to let our listeners know about one part of niagara falls ontario it's a great place to visit in the summertime and the park area around the niagara falls is under the jurisdiction of the niagara parks commission and Right in front of the falls, all the trees are different, and in front of each tree is a plaque explaining the tree, its origin, and all the information about the tree. And in Niagara Falls, Ontario, they also have a beautiful um, uh, greenhouse with some beautiful plants. So if you're coming into oh, they do. into sure. Ontario, drop in and see all the good people in Niagara Falls. You'll have a great time. Exonation it's a wonderful Light. area. It is. Really beautiful. It, it truly is. Nathaniel Altman is our special guest for this hour, Exonation. We're talking about Sacred Trees, his website, sacredtrees.net. Now, we, we spoke briefly about the healing powers of trees. Can you elaborate on that? Well, Trees have been used for healing for, you know, for thousands of years. And mm -hmm. what they do is they produce medicine. For example, uh, almond oil has been found to be very good for the stomach and intestinal disorders. Uh, eucalyptus oil, very good for the skin. Olive oil, of course, for eating. Yeah. Walnut and sesame oil. Uh, tea tree oil from the melaleuca tree is an antibiotic. Uh, we use bark, for example, from the slippery elm. The Native Americans used it to treat wounds and infections. Salicylic acid, which is the origin of aspirin, comes yep. from the willow tree. Uh, leaves of trees, uh, such as the yew tree, produces taxol, which is an anti-cancer uh, element. Uh, the alder tree uh, bark can heal wounds. Uh, beech tree is connected to kidney and removing kidney and bladder stones. So there are many, many kinds of, uh, and of course, fruit from trees uh, is very good. For example, uh, apples are good for digestion, uh, lower blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Figs are very good for the bronchi and the lungs. Uh, chestnuts are very good with digestive order, uh, disorders, have been proven in Russian folk medicine to be very effective. Uh, ginkgo nuts are very good for memory, uh, good for the heart and the lungs. Another thing that trees are very good for is that they help us psychologically. I think they help us calm down. They help us become more grounded and make us feel more secure. And I think that has a very big impact on healing as well. Stand by, Nathaniel. You and I have to take our next break. Exxon Nation, Nathaniel Altman is our special guest, and he's the author of Sacred Trees, his website, www.sacredtrees.net. And if you'd like to find out what's going on in the Exxon, where we're going to be next, where you can join us for our live TV show, um, this coming August, we're going to be in Florida, in Felsmere, at the Power Unity Conference. I believe it's August 18, 19, and 20. And if you can't make it down there, we're going to be broadcasting live from the event, and you'll be able to watch it with our compliments 
Um, I don't have the feed information yet. We're still working that out with our good friends and our broadcast partners at Simul TV. But as soon as I get that information, I'll let each and every one of you know. We'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue right here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back, everyone. Nathaniel Altman is our guest. He is a book-based writer. Brooklyn-based writer. Let's try this again. 
Brooklyn-based writer, teacher, and counselor who has authored more than 20 books on spirituality, peace studies, healthy diets, alternative healing, nature, and relationships. His website is sacredtrees.net. You know, uh, we were talking uh, about trees helping us psychologically. And you know, there's nothing better in my book than finding a nice tree in the summertime when that breeze is just going the right way and you sit there under that tree with your favorite book. That's right. Yeah. You know, people have laughed at tree huggers. I don't laugh at them. I, you know, I join them. There's something about hugging a tree. It's really very natural. What's, what's interesting about humans and trees is that we're the only beings who actually live in the vertical dimension. And the main difference between the two of us, of course, is that trees stay in one place all their lives, whereas we're constantly moving. So it's a difference, but it's also complementary. And uh, I think a a relationship between humans and trees is, is as natural as anything in the world. And in fact, in many cultures, people have had extremely close relationships with trees. I believe there was a general named Xerxes in Greece, and he actually married a tree. And they had to drag him away from it because he loved it so much. They said, we have to get into battle, and we just, you just can't stay here with the tree. He was with the tree for two weeks. Well, I think, I think that's going a little far, personally. You know, no matter how good the knothole in the tree is, you've got to say goodbye sometimes. Exactly. But but uh, there is a natural affinity. Uh, mm-hmm. Children are drawn to trees. Children love trees. Yeah. And all of our ancestors, no matter where we came from, if we're Native American, if we're Russian, if we're from the northern, you know, like Scandinavia or from Britain or France or the Middle East mm-hmm. or Africa or Asia, all of our ancestors were very connected to trees. Unfortunately, we've lost that connection, and I think as a result, we've really, as I said earlier, we've diminished our quality of life substantially as a result. Could that connection actually come from our very beginnings when, as uh, throughout our, our beginning, our development as, as hominids, that we used to use the trees to get off the ground in order to protect us as well Absolutely. as to feed us, yeah? trees have always been seen as protectors. And actually, I was recently in in Thailand in a city called Chiang Mai, Mm -hmm. and there's a very tall tree. It's about 400 years old by one of the temples. And the people there believe that 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 tree protects the city. And when that tree dies, the city is in trouble. (laughs) And what they've done is they've planted other trees that are and so that are descendants of this tree, so that will never happen. But they believe that that particular tree is the protector tree of, of the city. Some people believe that they can communicate with trees and that trees communicate with people. What is your, what is your thought on this? Yeah, I really believe that they do. Uh, of course, our ancestors believe this. It's, it's, if you look into mythology and mm-hmm. lore, which I mainly talk about in my, my book, Sacred Trees, uh, people have communicated with trees for thousands of years. Certainly our ancestors did. And I wrote my book as a result of hearing like messages and communication from trees. I know for some people it sounds weird, but maybe not from uh, your listeners. But I was visiting uh, a, a sacred grove of trees in Chile. I, I took a trip down there and was by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of meditation in that area because it was just incredibly beautiful. And suddenly it was like a message hit me. You should write a book about sacred trees. And I was saying, what? And then we'll be happy to help you. And it was kind of a strange message. Uh, but over the next few months, I actually did meditate among trees in, in various parts of uh, the world, including right here in Brooklyn, and was able to organize the book and, and write a proposal and then, and then actually write the book for Sierra Club. And they accepted it as not a crazy uh, new age thing, but as a, a, a really rational and scientific book. So it was very interesting. I do believe trees communicate with us, and I believe they welcome uh, contact with humans. Many trees, especially those in parks and in neighborhoods where they're used to people, they love having people uh, communicate with them to 
admire them. And also trees are very good for communicating with us if we only listen. I think the problem that humans have is we believe it's it's a lot of baloney, so we mm-hmm. never believe we could communicate with them or listen to them, but we can. Well, there have been scientific studies done with communicating with plants, music with plants, talking with plants, and it's shown that it does have a positive effect. So why would it not apply to trees? Yeah, uh, there's absolutely no reason why uh, we shouldn't believe that. And my suggestion is if someone would like to try, uh, just do it. You know, go to a tree that you feel very attracted to, a tree that you might have known since childhood, mm-hmm. and be, just see how you could become friendly with it. And uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if there was some a very positive communication. I mean, they might not yell something into your ear, but sometimes people uh, get impressions, mm-hmm. they have feelings, and these could come up with trees. And And sometimes people even take naps under trees yes. and then receive information. I think, you know, one of the stories about Newton and the law of gravity, you know, that could have very well been a treat giving him information. Oh, we gave him information right on the noggin with an apple now, didn't it? And then you've got the tree of knowledge in the the Garden of Eden in the Old Testament. Of course. This goes back thousands of years that trees provide knowledge. Trees trees are very grounded in the earth, Mm -hmm. uh, unlike many humans who are constantly running and and not being grounded but trees are very grounded and they're connected to the earth as a result they have a lot of wisdom and trees of wisdom have been found in all of the world's cultures and of course certainly including north america because all of the native americans were incredibly connected to trees and protecting trees listening to trees having ceremonies in front of trees using trees for healing, using trees for knowledge and wisdom. This is found all over our region, our northeast region, and in the west as well, and the Great Plains. It's it's quite incredible. It's just that we've forgotten how to do this again. By the way, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to... What's the word I'm looking for here? The Sierra Club, they have done a fantastic job over the years. Yes. Congratulate them. It's been very good. Trees Canada is another one. Uh, The National Arbor Day Foundation and a group in the United States called American Forests has been doing a lot of work. And another thing, which I I think we mentioned before, is local botanic gardens. Mm And local arboreta are very much worth our support because they do a lot of research on trees, and they actually can help us if we wanted to plant a tree. They can give us advice on what kind of trees to plant. As I was saying earlier in this hour, we did a telethon to raise money for trees in the uh, in the Amazon, and there are now organizations like the Rotary Club that when you go to the Rotary Club and do a speaking engagement like I did for the Rotary Club in St. Catharines, instead of giving you an honorarium, what they do is they plant a tree in your name. Wow, that is really incredible. I've never heard of that. It is. And uh, they they are planting bread trees. Now, I never heard of a bread tree before. Uh, but a bread tree, uh, have you heard of them? I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with them. I don't know if they're native to our area or not. No, they're not. Uh, but what they do is they supply them to uh, countries uh, where food is very scarce, oh. and these trees actually, I'll have to find out more about it, but I, w- I was impressed by it. And uh, I was very honored that when I did do my talk in St. Catharines, going back to October of this year, that... A tree was planted in my name. It's a terrific idea. It and is. In, in some countries, when a child is born, mm-hmm. uh, the parents plant a tree to honor that child. So if they have 10 yeah. kids, they plant 10 trees. And uh, this is a very good idea. And, of course, you could commemorate a graduation. You could commemorate a visit by an important person or a relative who might come to visit from afar. And there are many good reasons to plant trees and to... Uh, plant them in areas that are not uh, even your area. Uh, My brother recently passed away, and he was very connected to... 
was very connected to Hawaii, and I was able to find an organization where I could uh, pay them, and they would plant mm-hmm. a tree in his memory. And I thought that was the, a, a very good thing to do. I felt very good about it, and uh, his his children were very happy about that too. So I I think it was a great idea, and and they do that here in Brooklyn in Prospect Park. Someone recently had a memorial tree planted for someone they loved. Uh, this is a very good idea, and it uh, it just is a good thing for everybody concerned. Um, let's talk about the rainforest and trees and what's going there. You know, there there once again is are you've got the greed of mankind that is developing the rainforest, knocking down the trees, taking the lumber for other use. The sad part is is that a number of these companies aren't being obligated to plant trees in the replacement of the trees that they're taking down. What can we do about that? Well, this is a, a, a certainly a problem that, that has been going on for a long time. And I think one part of it, which is not the solution, but we need to be aware of how we consume these products. We have a demand for exotic trees. We have a demand for new wood. And that's why I feel in my own life, I try not to buy anything that's new. I try to recycle everything. I buy clothing at thrift shops. And when I buy furniture, I buy used furniture. I try not to buy anything that involves cutting down or killing new trees. So certainly conservation is very important. Uh, we also need to do our best to support organizations that that do protect trees. For example, in Panama, there's a group called Ancon, which is actively replanting the rainforest in Panama. And uh, that's an area that's had tremendous devastation of the forest. So we need to find organizations that that help protect these trees. And certainly working with the government, writing letters uh, to the prime minister, to the president, to different organizations uh, or different organizations within the government. So uh, we can push other other or other governments to help protect their trees too. But it's a very difficult situation because the demand for exotic woods is so high and the richer countries, you know, like in Europe, the United States, Canada, Australia, uh, this is a big problem. It certainly is. Uh, Nathaniel, you and I have to uh, take our final break. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a very important hour, Exxon Nation, and if you'd like to get more information on Sacred Trees, please visit Nathaniel's site at www.sacredtrees.net. And Nathaniel and I will be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, if you'd like to find out more about the Exxon Broadcast Network, our shows, our schedule, or if you'd like to be a host of a show, visit www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Nathaniel Altman is our very special guest this hour, Exonation. This man is making a difference, and this is what humans and people around the world need to do more of. We need to open our eyes and, and look what's right in front of us for a better understanding because we're all part of this planet together. We each play a role on this planet, whether you're a human, whether you're a... Um, a tree, whether you're a trout in a brook, no matter what or who you are, you play a part, an integral part of each other's existence. His website, sacredtrees.net. And uh, Nathaniel, as I said to you during the break, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great having you with us. I love what you're doing. And more people need to know the the value and and how we are so interdependent on each other. Like a tree is just more than a tree. Yeah, they're very, very important. You know, I was recently in Taiwan, mm-hmm. and I was very surprised to see that in one of the cities, the second largest city called Taichung, they actually have trees that are labeled as protected trees. 
that they have a sign on them and say protected tree. And a lot of the trees in Taipei, the street trees in Taipei, which is a city of about four or five million, the street trees are now all barcoded and banded. Wow. So every tree is recorded. So if there are any problems with any of these trees, they, you could you know, use a computer or, mm -hmm. or send something on your smartphone and they can come and help the tree if it's suffering from some problem. They also give information about the trees on the street. You know, like if there's a ficus tree, they say this tree was considered sacred, blah, blah, blah. So they actually help people have more of a personal relationship with trees, which is something that I think is really important because if we see trees as friends yeah. and even as relatives, we will treat them differently with respect and with love and kindness and wonder. And we would even go, to, as I mentioned before, mm -hmm. you know, we can go to them for for help. I mean, if you have a tree that's 500 years old, that tree's been around the block. That tree really knows about life. And very often these trees can help us uh, find direction in our lives and, and help us even solve problems that uh, we have trouble solving. How, how has climate change affected the trees? Well, for many, many trees, it's been quite devastating because uh, they're they're used to a certain kind of climate and when the climate changes mm -hmm. dramatically you know not enough water too much water i mean they were having problems in california with this terrible drought and many of the trees just just died you know thousands and thousands of forest trees uh literally died and then when they had huge amount of rain that also caused many trees to fall down so just in California, it was, it's been a devastating thing to have climate uh, change as much as it has. So this is certainly an issue that we really need to deal with because uh, trees need a stable environment to survive. They're able to adapt. They're very intelligent. But when you have such dramatic climate changes, it's very difficult for them to, to manage. And then, of course, you've got pollution and acid rain that are just killing trees as well. Oh, absolutely. This is this is this is something that is affecting trees all over the world and it's something that that humans really need to look into. So how do how can we protect trees? Well, there are a lot of ways. Certainly uh conservation and recycling are two ways that are very important and also the aggressive planting of trees. You know, it's really nice to plant trees, but I like the word aggressive, you know, really planting as many trees as you possibly can. And uh, we're not going to run out of space to plant trees, you know, very important. Another thing that's important is to stop clear-cutting of trees. This is certainly happening a lot in Canada, happening a lot in the United mm -hmm. States. And uh, this is something that's just not a good idea. Uh, another thing is to spare and nurture the old trees. These are like the great-grandparents of of the tree world, and they need to be protected. I like what I saw in Taiwan where they ID and label street trees because that means that they really have much more contact with what's going on with their tree population. Uh, another thing is to adopt a neighborhood tree where people look after this tree and protect it and nurture it, and if there's a problem, they, they might call the city, I'm sure, in Hamilton, uh, if someone has, if a tree is, is suffering, you call the city and they come and help and fix it, uh, help heal it. Uh, planting memorial trees, commemorative trees, and of course, as you mentioned, creating environments that are conducive to tree growth and survival and reducing air and water pollution. This is all connected and, and they're all very important. So let, let me ask you this. If trees tomorrow were not to be cut down, no more trees cutting down. That's it. It's against the law. We don't need to cut down trees. How would the lack of pulp and paper affect the global economy? Well, I think it would spur a lot of recycling, which I think is one of the things that's very important. A mm -hmm. lot of, of paper is not recycled. A lot of wood is not recycled. Uh, the other thing is that there are alternatives. For example, uh, I'm a very big fan of hemp, and I think that hemp is, is very good for paper. It's very good for, for building materials. It's, uh, bamboo is another mm -hmm. uh, 
it's actually a, a type of grass, although it's also considered a tree. There are many alternatives that are very economically viable and very good for the environment as well. Uh, hemp grows tr in tremendous, uh, a tremendous abundance, and it could be used for clothing, for for food, for medicine, for uh, for wood, for plastics. It has a lot of uses. I certainly promote uh, the use of hemp uh, to replace trees as well as bamboo. I think bamboo is a, a wonderful resource, very easy to, uh, to, it's a renewable resource that is, uh, grows much faster than trees. So I think just those two crops, I think, could be very effective. Where, in your opinion, is the most uh, most likely area on this planet where trees are are facing the most dangerous possibility of just getting wiped away? Well, I think the rainforests in the world are are really uh, a major, major mm -hmm. problem. Uh, there's just so much greed and so much demand for exotic woods. And also uh, people's diet, for example, there's a huge interest in, in beef. So countries like in Brazil are, are cutting down forests and then they're raising cattle on that land. And I think these, the idea of, of vegetarian diet, I think, is very good for helping save trees because you eliminate a lot of the need for uh, cutting down the rainforests. And certainly in places like Indonesia, Thailand, uh, forests are threatened in all of these areas. And uh, it's, it's interesting that some countries, for example, uh, being in Taiwan, I'm very impressed that they're working very, very hard to preserving uh, the forests that they have left and 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 growing more trees in, in both the countryside and the cities. So I do feel there's hope in the future, but people need to know that the trees are definitely in danger. What would happen, and, in your opinion, Nathaniel, if there were no more trees anywhere? Well, I think, in my opinion... In your opinion? <laughs> we would die. You know, human beings would die. We would not have the oxygen that we need to survive. Uh, you know, a lot of the food that we eat is connected to trees. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would not be able to survive. I, it's a very simple and, and scary idea, but it's that's the truth. Daniel, I have about two minutes left. What are your final thoughts, and what is the message that you would like to share with the Exxon Nation tonight? Well, I think the most important thing is that we need to look into our connection with trees, uh, how we see trees, how trees are important in our lives. You know, when we walk into a ho our home, we see wood everywhere. We sit on trees. We eat on a table made from trees. We, When we have an apple, that's from a tree. When we breathe, we're breathing air, oxygen that is made for uh, by trees our connection to trees is extremely important and i think the main thing is to understand this acknowledge it and also feel gratitude toward the trees as our friends and neighbors and allies and actually our who were who we're, we depend on them for our survival so i think we need to see trees in a different way do you think that society is finally cluing cluing into the significance of trees and that in the future trees will be saved? I think so. I think there's, there's, there's people are starting to change, and I think everyone loves trees. Yes. And I think if, if people just get a little bit of a nudge, uh, we, we're, I think in our hearts we're good and that we do care, and I, I think that if we recognize the importance of it, we will learn to work with trees and protect them. Nathaniel, I want to thank you ever so much for coming on the show tonight. You've spread an important message, and I wish you continued success, and I look forward to the next time you're with us to talk about some of the other topics that you've written about, including spirituality, peace studies, healthy diets, alternative healing, nature, and relationships. Well, thank you, Rob. It's really been a pleasure to the be pleasure, on with you tonight. The pleasure has been all ours, sir. Thank you so much for all you do. Okay, thank you. All right, Exxon Nation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, Nathaniel Altman, visit his website at www.sacredtrees.net. That's www.sacredtrees.net. 
I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, check out all the programming available to you 24-7, 365, and the great topics and hosts that we have on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. <laughs> 